this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Audio drama in the age of Arthur. TheTableRound.com The life and death of deed and doom. When once before the king there came a maiden clad with grief and shame, and anguish burning her like flame that feeds the flowers in bloom. The Immortal Legends of the Table Round Chapter 13 The Knight with Two Swords All Camelot is in the grasp of what the simple folk call Arthur's Peace. The harvests are good and the people are content. Justice and order has been secured by King Arthur through might, wisdom, and the aid of the sword of power he wears on his side, Excalibur, a gift given by the mysterious Lady of the Lake. Good morning. Good morning, sire. Could you be a fine fellow and tell me which of these roads leads to Carleon? I seem to have gotten turned around in that wood, and the morning is cloudy. The road is that way, Sir Tristan. Do we know each other? No, sir. I am just a humble jester. But all of us storytellers know the shield with the harp blazoned on it belongs to none other than the great Sir Tristan of Lyoness. Most preeminent of all knights. That's nice to hear, but don't tell that to Sir Lancelot. <laughs> Where are you taking that loot of yours? I am called Maldweed, sir, and I am on my way to Camelot to seek service entertaining in the hall of the High King. I just left there. They could use a good fool. Nothing of interest ever happens there. We've all been cursed to boredom by our great success. Is that why you are leaving? Restlessness. No. I received a beckoning from my uncle, Mark, King of Cornwall. He needs me to talk sense to the Irish about, oh, taxes or something. From what I understand, the Irish aren't keen to talk. Or listen. Oh, they'll listen. My lance is quite skilled and my sword sings. Then I fear for all Irishmen. Hmm. I think I like you, fellow. Let me give you some advice. When you get to Camelot, make a big noise that you're there to sing for the Queen's pleasure. Her Majesty Guinevere loves a good tune, and the senescial Sir Kay has a soft spot when it comes to pleasing the Queen. You'll be brought ahead of all the petitioners and courtiers and flatterers if Kay thinks the Queen will fancy a song. But I know what sort of men you harpers are. I warn you, the ladies of Camelot are a virtuous lot. Don't get in trouble.
How farest thou, Sir Lancelot? And how fare your preparations for travel's coming? Finished. I leave tomorrow to ride the Lindenians and on to Dover to inspect our troops and fortifications there. A soldier's work is never done. We? Peace can only be maintained as we prepare for war. It is the way of men, priestess. Lancelot, I know you are a devout Christian, but do you ever long for the peace of the Lady Nimue's realm where you were raised? That city Benice water was a wonder, but I was only raised there because my family was fleeing the armies of King Claudius. The peace of Avalon has never truly been mine. Hail, fellow and lady. Hail, good woman. Tell me I aid you. I need the aid of a brave knight. I am told the warriors in service of King Arthur will always offer to aid a worthy cause. Why come this way, mistress? For none in need are ever turned away from Camelot. Women cry, some can flatter, some can lie, and some will settle most awry. It's all the mean of soul. Some be lewd and some be shrewd and go where they go. Some be naughty, some be fun, some be prudish as a nun. Some will take your bread and run, yet all the mean of soul. Some be lewd and some be shrewd and go where they go. Some be brown and some be white, and some be tender as a tripe, and be like a cherry ripe, yet all them be not so. Some be lewd and some be shrewd and go where they go. Lady Edith, do you suppose the Queen would object? She might not fancy that particular song, but I suspect this fool knows others. I do. Many. <laughs> and there you have it. What was your name again? Maldweet, sire. You are welcome to my meat and wine. Uh, Enid, could you introduce him to Sir Lucan? He'll find him a place to sleep. I am honored, my king. So, Maldweet, do you know any other bawdy songs? Even bawdier. <laughs> well then, you must sing them all to me. Good morning to you, Sir Balen. Oh, good morning, your highness. You seem in fine spirits. I received word today that my brother Balan has left Northumberland and is bound for Camelot to petition for service from the king. Well, if he is anything like you, I'm sure he'll be a steadfast knight. Oh, he is a finer knight than I by far. He is both brave and genteel. You do not give yourself enough credit, sir. True virtue is not merely about being born virtuous. It is also about overcoming our weaknesses. And as you bear my sigil on your shield, you have shown yourself to be a knight of great self-control. I seek to honor my queen. Does your family have holdings in Northumberland? Oh, I have no other family than Belan. Our family holding was there, but it's been empty since I was a boy. I'm... I'm sorry. Was it the wars? No, my lady. A dreadful pestilence. It laid waste to the people in our land. It killed quickly in most cases. A day, perhaps two. My mother took ill but fought on, sought the aid of local wise women to try to save who she could, 
In the end, only the brother and I, both mere boys, were spared. My mother, she... What? Succumbed to the illness. I do not wish to speak more on it. As you wish. My knights of the round table, this woman here has come seeking our aid. Speak, mistress. In what way can the men of Camelot aid you? Behold, the Sword of Adventure. This enchanted blade will yield itself only to the most worthy knight in all the realm. The one who draws this blade from its sheath is fated to join me on a great quest, fighting mighty evil and winning much worship. Who among you will try themselves against the sword? Who among you is worthiest? <clears throat> Albeit indeed I dare not take such praise on myself, but for knighthood's sake and out of honor for my subjects will I make an attempt. <clears throat> Let this act of mine embolden my knights to try their own hand at this task. <clears throat> Well, I guess drawing one magic sword in a lifetime is enough. Go try, Bedefear. I'd take your one hand over any two-handed knight not at this table. As my king commands. This sword is not mine to draw. I think it needs a greater knight than I am. Everyone is looking to you, Lancelot. If I can try it, you can try it, man. <clears throat> Lady, I am Lancelot Dulac, son of the King of Benwick. I ask your leave to try my hand as this blade. Go ahead, Queen's Champion. This blade is not meant for me. I am truly sorry, my lady. Are there no others? Ah, oh. Sir Balin is all that is left here. If he fails, I will summon all my knights to try their hand at it at sunset. Do you care to try, Sir Balin? Oh, I make no claim to being the finest knight. I might be a passing good man of hands and of deeds, but without villainy or treachery, without treason, and I seek to serve my king and honor our virtuous queen. I will follow my king's example and try. Destiny awaits. <sighs> no. Sir Bolin, who would have thought? Well, look at that. So, it is you? Me, the worthiest knight? Oh, I still think not. No, you are the one who slew my brother and my betrothed. What do you mean, woman? I traveled long and afar, and suffered many trials to find an enchantment that could lead me to the killer of my brother 
and my beloved. I've killed lots of people. And I doubt you'd remember them. More victims drowned in the bloodshed in your wake. So what now? You found me. Are you going to kill me? Is this sword cursed? That sword is not cursed, Balin. Not as you mean it. It bears no spell or enchantment that will destroy you. You are the one that is cursed. I see it in your eyes. You reek of fate. That sword will lead to your doom, but the fault will be your own. Silence, wench! This is your chance, savage. Destiny stands on a precipice. Will you return the blade to me? Walk a different path? I think not. I am not a child to be scared by bogeys or the ravings of mad women. The sword is now mine. And as I already carry a fine weapon, I suppose now I should be known as the knight with two swords. Then I will depart. You will not see me again, Sir Balin. But you will think on me again at the moment of your death. Be gone, then. You hurt my head with your prattle. Behold, my queen, the knight with two swords. <laughs> the knight with two swords. Circle around him. <laughs> Is this some kind of attack? Indeed. Aren't you all an honorable lot? 311, is it? It is, in fact, 4 contre 1. But I did not come here to quibble numerology with a churl. My companions and I have come to slay and do robbery upon your person. For I am the nefarious Sir Bruce Sans Pitié, known the far and the wide as he who is without mercy, sympathy, or clemency. Pleasure to meet you. I am Dinadan. Some call me the Marius Knight, and I hail from... We do from... not care who you are. Not at all. Not even a little. My wicked henchmen are correct. Henchmen? You said we were partners. You told me we were brothers. Listen, friends. You look hungry. I have a nice ham and a chunk of cheese in my packs, and a full skin of cherry wine. Why don't we all sit down under that tree out of the heat? We can sup and chat, and afterwards, we can discuss what it is you men really want. That's awfully nice. What do you say, Sir Bruce? I could sure go for some cheese right now. Idiots! When he is dead, we will take his wine, and his ham, and his cheese. But first, we take his head! Now, now, why so hasty? Attack! Kill! Slay! Maim! Stab! Stop. 
Stop! And what's all this noise about? Parma Mare, it is you again! Oh, he's a handsome one. And look at that hair. You again. Sir Bruno, was it? He is Sir Brosan's petier, and you will show respect, pretty one. Indeed. The last time I met Sir Blues here, I recall I showed him respect right across his face with a tree branch. And that smarted. For that you die. You there, go kill him. Huh. This should be easy. Take that. Good try. There you go. You're not bad. Just you wait. You're not that good either. I am slain. Tell my grandmother. I'm sorry for how I turned out. It wasn't her fault. Not really. What a terrible waste. <laughs> you two, uh, attack that knight with great vigor so that I may make my escape. What? Wait, what? Escape? <laughs> really? Come now, Sir Bruce. I just slew one of your friends. Don't you want vengeance on me? He was uh, not my friend. I didn't even know him that well. Actually, I knew him quite well, but I didn't much like him. I still have that ham and wine if anyone has changed their mind about it. Capture that wine and fromage, and meet me at the tower! I think I'm going to go as well. Indeed. Goodbye, then. I chased these fellows, but I believe I overheard you say something about cherry wine. Uh, yes, I did. I'll pour the wine, and, and why don't you unpack that harp on your saddle? We could use some music to salvage this fine afternoon. To relax after that terrible, terrible battle. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. I think you and I are going to be friends. The Lady of the Lake. She is here. <gasps> oh, my oh, God. I can't Good. believe my eyes. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. Young Lancelot, white knight, foster son of my sister Nimue, and her hidden kingdom across the sea, I bid you greetings. My mistress of Avalon. You have grown strong. My sister is proud of you. Greetings, Vivian Priestess. Welcome, revered lady. You honor us with your presence. Your consecrated service is greatly missed, Onyanis Avalon. I feel the task laid on me is better performed here, Holy One. Of course, we must, we must all, all serve, serve as our heart commands us. Queen of May, daughter of Rome. I've heard much. You are as beautiful as the songs we'll one day sing. I wish I would have a chance to know you. Do not be afraid, child. My words today I must have with your husband. Then I welcome you to Camelot, Lady of Avalon. 
Tell me, Artus, great bear, have you won your kingdom? Have you fulfilled your destiny written in stars? I have, my lady. And, and do, do you remember the night you came to my lady? A boy and an old man asking a great boon. Excalibur. Yes, a sword forged with the might of gods to serve heroes. And serve you it has. It never leaves my side. You made me a promise that night. In return for the king's sword, you swore to grant me whatever was in your power to grant. I remember. That day has come. Today a sword was brought to your hall, named by some the Sword of Adventure. Yes, it was. That sword was stolen. Blood has been shed. The one who took it, a woman, I want her head, or the head of the knight who now holds the sword. My lady, is that just? Do, Do not debate upon worldly justice, justice High King. King. The ways, ways of Avalon are our own. Will you, Will you grant, grant me what I ask? The woman who brought the sword has departed, and the sword itself... The sword is here. Look at me, witch! You can see the weapon you seek at my waist. I have two. Balin, savage, scion of Umberland, spared by the plague. We meet again. Spared? Unlike my mother. King Arthur, this wicked woman is a liar and a fiend. By her fell craft, my mother died. Now, Balin, calm down. This lady is our friend. She burnt my mother alive! I watched! You remember wrongly. You were a child, sick with fever and with fear. I'm not afraid now! Hold your tongue, sir! Please, lady, I offer you anything in my power, but by the laws of God and man, I cannot give you the life of a knight who sits this very day in my service, in my hall. Will you not uphold your vow? Does the honour of kinghood come so cheaply? I plead with you, lady, you must. Oh, you wanted my head! I shall take yours! Sir Balin? Balin, no! Cursed wreck! <laughs> Burn it oh, oh my god! <laughs> Damn you, Balin! Murderer! Damn Stay you. back, Lady Vivian. It is not safe. So <laughs> face me, Balin. Turn and face a man. Shut your mouth, lads, lads. Silence! His, All this honor you. cannot stand, Your Majesty. For is the honor of Breton and of Avalon, you must let me avenge this. He needs to die. I said silence! Look me in the eyes and listen very carefully, Balin. You awoke this morning with a place at my table. We broke our fast together. The ancient laws of courtesy afford you protection. More than you granted this fine lady who now lies at our feet. That protection ends at sunrise 
tomorrow. My gang, she, my... Alas, for all our shame. Balin the Savage, you are henceforth and for all time banished from my lands. Beginning at dawn, any just knight who comes upon you in my domain can enact justice on you as a rogue and as a murderer. Your life is forfeit. My gracious and noble queen. You said I would not regret letting you carry my emblem. Man's word is God in man, and you broke it. No. It would be wise of you to flee. But I've shown... No, I've tried to love you. Most merciful... Always, uh, I've never, always. Uh. Hello, this is Rocky Humphreys, and I played Sir Bruce. Sir Dinadan, the merriest knight, is a pivotal character in the novel A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by American satirist Mark Twain. The novel is one of the most frequently adapted works of all time, for better or worse having been film starring Will Rogers, Bing Crosby, Boris Karloff, Whoopi Goldberg, and Martin Lawrence, a Bugs Bunny cartoon, an episode of The Transformers, the Disney movie A Spaceman in King Arthur's Court, and countless others. Written by Morgan Z. Soul, produced by Lindsay Smith. Post-production by James Payton, featuring Chandler Walpole as Arthur, Charles Marchione as Balin, Jackson Trent as Tristan, and Richard Walker as Dinadan. Malduit was Kerry Ramsayer, Guinevere was Cathy Vargas, Gawain was Tom Southern, Lancelot was Joshua Kibbe, and the mystery woman was Danai Nanau. Also featuring the voice talents of Blair Palmer Lee as Merlin, Sonny Asadi as Vivian, Rocky Humphreys as Sir Bruce, Witty Cranfield as Enid, and Danny Coles as Bedivere. Your narrator was Nicola Branch. In the next chapter of the Immortal Tales of the Table Round, Sir Tristan arrives in Cornwall, Sir Balin flees from Camelot, and Guinevere and her champion go hawking. One man. Detective Inspector Darian Tain. I have an appointment. One destiny. An Imperial ship. From before the fall. To free humanity from the forces of tyranny. You have been found guilty of crimes against the hegemony, and your sentence is death. Darian Tain will pick up a battle standard, cast down 200 years before. Seems to be a journal of Admiral Von Gribben. The man who betrayed the Empire. Finding friends in unlikely places. Still here, Elias? Thought you'd left the second we docked. Where would I go? Together, they will embark upon a journey to free their people from Ansys oppression. Yeah.
kid. I'm not sure we're gonna make it. Uncovering along the way the sins that led to humanity's downfall and reforging alliances long thought forgotten. For the memory of a better time. 200 years of slavery, of persecution, and of tyranny are at an end. Yes! Open space. Time to... Jump! Darker Projects invites you to join us for the adventure of a lifetime. Join us for the Falcon Banner. The Plot Seer, a novel by Blair Pomeley. Amazon.com readers call it captivating and relatable, unique and timeless. A riveting story of rediscovery. Order your copy of The Plot Seer today on Amazon.com. Also available on Amazon Kindle. Hello, this is Morgan Soul, writer of The Table Round. Thank you for listening to our production. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes or the podcasting app of your choice. Or drop us a line on social media, Twitter, Facebook, or our website, thetableround.com. We appreciate all fan feedback. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, we're pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>